Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour. This is Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN app. However, you're listening uh, on this Friday morning. Thanks for joining us. This hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can always call them at 1-800-955-2030 or visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Oh, yeah. Online. Delta Dental. KY.DeltaDental.com. Remember, for the first, like, two months of the show, I couldn't even say Delta Dental? Yeah. You know, you've come a long way. Look, I'm a pro um, now. It's different. And now, people of your generation and younger, okay. I guess I, I guess they would never call. They would always go online, right? Uh, yeah. Because when you do this, when you do the read... Uh, and I know you you do it from memory. Uh, you never give the phone number. Uh, yeah, that's true. So it's just like old people like us that would call them. Uh, old people like you, Dan. Yeah. At one eight hundred nine five five twenty thirty, or visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. dot um, Yeah, we're getting into the fun uh, fun part of basketball season. At least, at least we have that. Um, I had my coaches meeting yesterday for academic team, Dan, for regionals. And I had my last morning Friday practice with the kids for the year. How about if, that? I, if, if I remember correctly, 15, 15 of the team. I got a lot of kids going. Yeah, are moving on. Yeah, they, they're, they're moving on. And, it's, and um, now the seven that didn't make it, did, did you encourage them to go into the transfer portal? I, you know, it's a, it's a good question you ask. Um, you know, I sat down with many of their parents uh, one-on-one. And um, look. And talk trade school. <laughs> High-level academic team isn't for everyone. Um, we had some freshmen this year that I would like to come back next year um, that didn't make it. Uh, but overall, you know, with the transfer portal and with NIL, academic team's different now. It's just different. And I really I, – I, I, I'm not doing this, you know, in front of this press conference like this, you know, without understanding that there are real people and real lives involved here. But, again – we're talking about generational money. We're talking about um, putting people in the best spot for them 
to, to succeed later in life. And, and you know, if, if that's not with us, then I'm sure that there's another place that would be better yeah, yeah. for some and, of those kids. It just, it is, that's right. so I can't get through to everyone, Dan. Um, my style and, isn't for everyone. Look, academic team is not for everybody. We're everybody's Super Bowl. And if you're not ready for that, then I, I can't, you know, it, it may be time to just move on. Well, I think what happened is you only have control over them during practice. You don't have control over their whole lives. So some of them are going to go sideways. You know, I sent them home for five days without any instructions um, over Christmas break. And, uh, you know, they know what we do. You know, they know what we do. So they're going to be fine. Um, You know, we might have two wins on the season. But, you know, it's um, they'll be fine going home over Christmas break with no direction at all. You know, they'll be fine. Oh, a lot of bad funny. references in that one. Um, all right, so we talked UK Auburn. I think Dan and I both think they win, but it's probably a single digit game. Um, both of us think that U of L will lose, but it's more than an eighteen percent. Yeah, but more than an eighteen yeah. percent chance that they win the game. Right. Um, and Josh Passioner's a bum. Uh, God, you, can you try to find the sound, Avery? Passioner is P A S T N E R of him telling someone in the crowd after a, a Georgia Tech game here that they had a perfect score in whatever the NCAA rubric is for graduating players. Oh, what is that called? <laughs> and he's screaming at people in the crowd about how good their academics are. And he's walking off the court. Oh, man. He might have been at Memphis at the time. Um, God. <laughs> Academic score. What is that called? Um the APR, that's what it is. The Academic Progress Report. Oh, man, we have 100 in the APR. Oh, what a great moment. What a great moment. And then he wears the welder's mask during uh, during COVID. Oh, what a great moment. Oh, I hope he never goes away. I hope they keep him forever. God, I think, I think people forget, too. He won ACC Coach of the Year. They gave him a head pat down at, uh, at Georgia Tech. That might be a Jared Stillman story of all things, Avery, in the sound. I, that would be wild if it's a Jared Stillman story of all things. Anyways, uh, any of these games on Saturday intrigue you, Dan? Bama, Arkansas, Texas, Baylor, IU, Purdue, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Well, be- you left you left the best one off of here, the one that intrigues me the most, and that's uh, West Virginia at Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned the fight song yet, Dan? Uh, no, but I've I've got plenty of time. It, it's not, it's not a complicated. Until, yeah. yeah, it's not the game in until two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. If, if people are are tuning in for the first time this week or what have you, Dan has been um, boasting about going to Kansas, and he's there right now in Lawrence, um, biding his time. Are you getting picked up to go to practice? Uh, actually, uh, I'm uh, meeting my friend uh, Roger Morningstar. I'm meeting him at his house. Practice is at one thirty, so I'm going to go by Morning Stars, and uh, I guess parking is a uh, as it is on almost every, every college campus, campus, especially old ones. Uh, yeah. Parking parking is a challenge, so um, so we're going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with him to practice. Here's the thing uh, that I'm really concerned about. Uh, Roger is about six seven, uh, and he drives a smart car. <laughs> smart car so i'm a little concerned about me you killed me dad and i don't know why they call them smart cars because you look like a dumbass when you're driving one of them but um uh i'm a little concerned about fitting into a smart car to go to practice hopefully we don't have too far to go (laughs) 
<laughs> Can you, so you said he's six seven. Yeah. So the two of you walk in anywhere, everyone notices, right? Most most of the time, yes. Yeah, that's wild, man. Oh yeah. god, so. you you probably don't have do you now. I say this, and now I think about it for half a second. It's probably not true because, you know, I was just at this event with you, and, you know, former players are going to be as tall as you are or, or similar size. Do you have a lot of friends who are 6'5 and taller? Uh, I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Dampier's about 6'2. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and you're, you're short. Thanks, I guess Dan. I can Thanks. count you as a friend. Thanks, Dan. Uh, I don't have a lot of friends, but no, I don't have a lot of uh, a, lo- a lot of tall friends. I have a lot of average size friends. <laughs> <laughs> so am I short or average? What are we doing? <laughs> well, you're short. Okay, got it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like Dampier. You, you know, that that Dampier's little Louie. Uh, you know, because compared to everybody else on the basketball team, he sure. was little. But right. then little Louie's six foot two, so. Well, right. if Louie's short, what am I? <laughs> Minuscule. <laughs> that, that's accurate. All right, can I, can I ask for something? Sure. Can you get someone to take a picture of you and Roger Morningstar in a smart car? And yeah. then, and then will, okay. you, will you both autograph it for me? Uh, well, I don't know how you autograph uh, I'm going to take it on the phone and, and oh, text oh, it oh, to oh, you. yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'm print, I don't know how. I, I know how to print it, Dan. Don't worry. You just give me okay. that photo, and then okay. I will. I will FedEx it to him. He can sign it. He'll FedEx it to you. I'll pay. I'll prepay everything. Okay. Um, that is the yeah. that is the Dan Issel autograph I want. Okay. You and Roger Morningstar's six seven ass in a smart car. That's what I want. You got it. Oh. You want us in it or standing next to it? Oh no no no! In the car. In the car. Okay. In the car. You got it. It'll be headed your way this afternoon. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Texter agreeing with me that you just <laughs> talking about a smart car. About <laughs> ran off the road. I'm with you, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I, I, <laughs> leaving the smart car discussion behind, I guess the one that I'm mo- most anxious to see is the Texer, Texas Baylor game? Okay, I, th- I think Texas is playing. I mean, Alabama, Arkansas—you know—that's pretty one-sided because uh, it's in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Indiana, Purdue. Uh, I expect Purdue to get revenge there. St. Mary's, Gonzaga. Uh, who cares? But but Texas and Baylor ought to be a really good game. How much credit does? Um. It's Rodney Terry, right? That's coaching uh, Texas now. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rodney yeah, Terry. Yeah. How much credit does he get for keeping that team together? Well, I, you know, I don't know. Did it really need keeping together? I mean, I understand they went through uh, losing the head coach, and uh, uh, but they they were a very talented team. Uh, but I mean, he gets he gets credit, no no doubt about that, because he he didn't let it fall apart, and he kept them on the track that they were on. But it's not like you know this was a terrible team, uh, and they lose their head coach and they turn it around. So I mean, I get I guess he gets some credit, but but this is a good basketball team. He and uh, he and Chin Coleman go to the same optometrist. Mm. Uh, same glasses. <laughs> Um, 
you know, something. Texter t- saying, I'm shocked that Dan doesn't have a lot of friends. He's, he's certainly Mr. Congeniality. He's always a delight. <laughs> <laughs> are you and the wife, uh, um, Texter wants to know, are you and the wife going to go see the Cocaine Bear movie? Uh, no. Okay, just asking. Right. I have no interest. Man, in that. okay, so I, I have to ask because when when I first saw Chin Coleman's glasses, d- does do those glasses make you think of anything, Dan? Uh, my mother in law. <laughs> she she used to wear similar glasses. <laughs> do you re- do you remember there were a couple of uh, Do you remember the cartoon Fat Albert? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great show. Man, he wore glasses in a couple of episodes, and I feel like Chin Coleman is channeling his inner Fat Albert for some reason. It's like the same, like, big, giant glasses. I love them, but it's just, I thought of that, and I'm like, am I terrible to think of a cartoon? I don't know. No, never mind. It's fine. <laughs> that's, that's what it reminds me of. Rodney Terry's got these very similar glasses that he same, wears on, on the sideline. Yeah, on the sideline, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing we didn't talk about uh, after, after the game uh, down in Florida hmm. was uh, when... Uh, Kaysen went into the front row, and two or three of the guys yeah. reached out and grabbed him. Chin Coleman went nuts. Yeah, they they said he like ran out on the floor, pointing yeah. and yelling, and and you know those guys rightfully so were quickly dismissed from the game. But uh, do you think they were trying to do something malicious? I think they had been drinking. Oh yeah. And I think that they thought they were being real cute, trying to hold him over there on the side. I don't think okay. it was. I don't think it was malicious. I think they thought that it was funny. Coming down on the text line, Dan's fat Albert sounds like a dying walrus. I don't know about that. I don't know. Avery, do you know what a dying walrus? You seem like the kind of person that would kill a walrus. I, I do not know what a dying walrus is. I, I do not watch animals die. I want to know how this texture knows what a dying walrus sounds like. Because if they're killing walruses, then like they're on the verge to a psychopath. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Um, what is the biggest predictor if, if someone kills like small animals? Is that what it is? If they're like, yeah, if yeah. they're killing small animals, they're yeah. they're on the road to being a psychopath. Can you find some walrus sounds for me? Now that, that we're is uh, such a weird sentence. Now but that we're sure, here, sure, man. See if you can find a dying man. One. Okay, um, phone number ending in eight twenty two. The Simpsons reference you just sent, I appreciate very much. And I don't know if this is from twenty two scenes in Springfield. I think is the name of the episode. Search stories about Springfield or something. And, and it's it is a very large man driving a very small car, and the bully in the show is named Nelson. Nelson Muntz. And he laughs at the guy in the car. And the guy gets out of the car. And then instead of just, like, letting it go, he he pants the kid and makes him walk down the street like it's a parade. And forces him to blow kisses to people as he drives behind him in this tiny car. It is an iconic scene in the show's history. So I appreciate this text for sending this in. I, man, it's great. God, it's great. Man, from Fat Albert to that to Dead Walruses, I love it. This show is ridiculous. I love it. <clears throat> So the Texas uh, Texas Baylor game. <laughs> Who cares? I found a walrus Do at it. the zoo. He's practicing his vocals. Go. Loud as you can.
better train than Dan. <laughs> All right, cut it off. That's great. Oh, my gosh. What zoo is that? Does it say? Uh, Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium. Huh, Wherever that is. Uh, by the oh, way, Washington, Tacoma. Walruses have been moved to vulnerable status um, in the conservation, which is under threatened. Um, Dan, if you had to guess, where do walruses mostly live? Uh, walruses mostly live in uh, Alaska. It's a good guess in the Arctic. Yep, and they do have a huge um, spot on uh, on the Alaskan Cove on the shore there. In going into Russia, do you know that what that part of Russia is called, Dan? From your uh, the plane Bering is? Strait. Good. And do you know what the landmass is called there in Russia? Uh, I thought Bering Strait was <laughs> brilliant. I, I'm, I'm stopping. I agree I'm that st- it's brilliant, but uh, I'm it's stopping there. It's called Kamchatka. I don't know if anybody is Kamchatka. 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 There you go. Huh. Yeah. They even named a. Very bad, uh, very bad vodka after that. Um, but yeah, the walrus is part of the family um, Odobinidae, and the only existing species currently is the walrus. Everything else has become extinct since. Uh, mm. uh, so there you go. Would you? Uh, what would you do if a wal- you saw a walrus, Dan? What do you think your response would be? Texture saying, texture saying, the walrus sounds like uh, the the texture after some White Castle. Mm-hmm, maybe <laughs> I would negotiate <laughs> negotiations. <laughs> Growl, nice walrus, <laughs> nice walrus. Yeah, right. Man, I, so when we were in San Francisco, they had the um, not a walrus. What's the uh, what's the southern version of those? Sea lions. Yeah, sea lions. Thank you. Those things are huge, dude. It's terrifying. Oh and if my you go back, God. if you go down there, oh. Fisherman's Wharf, yeah, they are all over the place. Yes, they're laying they're laying up on the dock and man, yeah, like it's, a zillion of them. I remember that culture item we had like a few months back, where oh. the sea lions just started attacking the beachgoers. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> like we're just gonna chase it was, them it was off a good the one. beach. It was a good one. The video was great. Oh man. Um, so it was Olaus Magnus who depicted the walrus in Carta Marina in 1539, who first referred to the walrus as Ros Marus, probably a Latinization of Morge, and was adopted by Linnaeus. Um, and that's how they came up with the name of walrus. Walrus. Marus. There you go. Very good. How did we get to walrus um, from you, Texas and Baylor? Well, because uh, I mentioned Fat Albert, and your Fat Albert impression sounded like a walrus, and then we heard oh, a walrus, okay. right, and yeah. the texture's right. You sounded like a walrus. Uh, yeah. So there you go. 57% chance of Baylor winning that game. They are at home, 9-6 and six in the conference, 20-8 and eight overall. Uh, where would you lean on that game, though, Dan? I would, go, I would go Texas. Okay. I think Texas is better than Baylor. Baylor... Uh, has lost their last two. Yep. I mean, they. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, granted, they were at Kansas and at Kansas State, um, but uh, and I know they're home. But I would go. Uh, I, I would go Texas. Give me Baylor by five. All right, um, we'll do that. Uh, maybe some picks with Pat later. Texas is Texas <coughs> is. Aren't they tied with Kansas for the lead? Oh, good question. I'm pretty sure they are. So they they need this win to to stay even. Man, I, if I if I if you had to pick one conference to have the national, um, yeah, yes, title come out of would it yes. be okay? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible yeah. how how the, how that has developed, right? I mean, that would be yeah. three years in a row, right? Yeah, Kansas and Texas are both eleven and four. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing because. 
Kansas won the league 14 years in a row. So it's amazing that, you know, that they that they get this much competition and and I guess the question is has Kansas slid or has everybody else not everybody, but have most teams up their their game? And I would say it's the latter. I would say no you know, question. Texas, Kansas State, Baylor, even Iowa State, TCU, these are all pretty good basketball teams. Well, and, so, if, and if I told you a Bob Huggins coach West Virginia would be in second to last place and Oklahoma would be the worst team in the league, you would assume yeah. the Big 12 is not very good, but it's very much the opposite. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right, Louie. If, uh, if you had to pick a conference, uh, ooh, this will be fun. Okay, so we both agree if we had to pick a conference, we would pick the Big 12. Yes. What's number two in your mind out of the five major conferences? The Big Ten. Okay. Because I get Purdue, and I think that's why I would go that direction. Yeah, I think I would go SEC uh, because I would get uh, Alabama. Correct. That's fine. Um, Do you think they can emotionally keep up the season? Yes. Okay. Yes. Bobby Bobby V Bobby V yesterday said that he thinks Alabama's done because of this issue. No. Okay. No. No. And I'll tell you why. Because the best player on that team is is as tough mentally and emotionally as you can get. Here's a kid that was playing in front of a crowd that was yelling guilty, chanting, lock him up, and he scored forty one points including the game winner. So um, if he's that tough and, and can perform in that kind of environment, it might it might be something that, uh, you know, event, it, it, it's obvious it's strengthened that kid. And, and so, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say okay. that at, at all. All right, all right. So we're, if we're going in a draft format here, um, I'll take the Big East next because I think there's some sneaky good teams there. Would you take the American and get Houston next, or would you go Pac-12 and get UCLA? Uh, you know, I saw, and I can't remember the guy's name, and I, it, but it was on ESPN, and he picked the the top his top five uh, picks to win the national title. Okay, and do you know that the Pac-12 had two in his top four? Ooh. He had, U, he had UCLA at number two and Arizona. Arizona, at yeah, four. that's a good call. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I've seen those teams play. I've seen the competition in the Pac-12 that they're playing against. I they'd be they'd be definitely in the second half. I I would take um, I would take the Big Ten third, uh, the Big East. And then the Pac-12, and then the ACC. Okay, that that would be my. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, someone did text in. Are we going to talk about uh, the Derby prep this weekend? We absolutely are. I think I even mentioned it in the looky today. Um, by the way, Tommy Lloyd now uh, has dipped below ninety percent wins for his career because he's a bum. He's only fifty-seven and eight. Dan, huh? Loser. Go to Texas. <laughs> What's a better job, Texas or Arizona? Texas. Oh, why? Uh, uh, because of a number of things. You talked about 
the facilities and the money at Ohio State, that would be rivaled by Texas. Uh, and there's a whole lot more Division One basketball players in Texas. That's than the biggest thing is, is Arizona. It's dudes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Arizona, Texas is loaded. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The state of Texas, I should say. So, yeah. Um, so right. any of these other games uh, light, light your fuse? What, I, uh, I, maybe Indiana, I'm just. Indiana, Purdue? Obviously. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how close that's going to be, though. I think that's going to be a tough game uh, for Indiana. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Yeah. What's the matchup predictor on that since you're on that page? Uh, 23. Indiana's got 23% chance? Yeah, Indiana 23, Purdue 77. That sounds about right, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like watching late-night WCC games, so um, I'll, I'll stay up and watch Gonzaga St. Mary's. I'm interested in that game. Really? Yeah. I, whenever someone tells me that a team like St. Mary's is good, I wonder how much of it is just – do you know what burging is, Dan? Burging? Burging. So being a fan, for example, of a, t- of, of a team that you have nothing to do with is basking in reflected glory, B-I-R-G, okay? And um, and so that's what all of us do as sports fans. Like if, you know, the Lions won a Super Bowl, I would, I would, I would burge, right? Um, I wonder sometimes in these conferences where you have a Gonzaga and everyone knows they're good because – you know, of results and different things. And then another team is good in that conference. They get the benefit of being next to Gonzaga. They get the reflected glory um, in this mm-hmm. in, in this analysis. They get the reflected, you know, respect of people. Now, what's interesting is St. Mary's 14-1 a conference, Gonzaga 13-2, and Gonzaga's yeah. ranked ahead yeah. of them, actually. And, um, and St. Mary's St. Mary's is only three behind them in the ranking. Right. Gonzaga's 12, St. Mary's is 15. Yeah. And, I mean, St. Mary's is, is – is, is both of these teams are playing very well right now, so I'm actually interested to see how that game goes. And I think St. Mary's is way up there in the net. Yeah, they're seventh in the net. <laughs> Gonzaga's tenth, so that's a top ten net matchup too. So, oh, yeah. ooh, maybe I will watch it. Uh, someone asking about Patino to Texas. I think they're going to stay with Rodney. I think they're going to keep him. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think they'll stay in house there. He's been there for like ten, eleven years. Especially if they make. I mean, if they make a deep run in the tournament. Yeah. There's no way they can get rid of him. Yeah, so I, I think that's what they will end up doing. But I think he I would, can't imagine Slick Rick in a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, or at a school that so emphasizes football like they do. Yeah, I think that'd be hard for him. But I said he'd be really good at Ohio State, so I should probably watch what I'm saying. <laughs> I think he'd be really good at Texas, though, to answer the texture. Um, yeah, really good, but. Anyways, all right, it is 11.30, so we'll go ahead and we'll uh, get to break here. Avery, on the other end, we will talk some horses. Let's pick some of these basketball games, too, um, as well. Do a little picks without bat. Uh, three uh, stakes at Oakland tomorrow, grade three and a grade two. Uh, 50 points on the line for the Oaks in the Honeybee, and then 50 points for the Derby. Um, essentially gets you a starting spot in those two races if you can win tomorrow at Oakland. Dan and I will talk about it next here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. All right, welcome in. One more segment to go here on a Friday. We made it, people. Here on 680-1057, this is Issel and Louie. We're taking you up until noon, Fast Break Friday, with Paul and, uh, and oh my God, I just did that. 
Yeah. Okay. With Paul and Bob, make sure you check them out. Of course, uh, we want to thank George and the Baronos team for bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios. Baronos has you covered for all the big games this weekend. And, of course, for veggie and cheese pizzas on Fridays during Lent, your spot before and after all games and concerts <laughs> at the KFC Yum Center downtown, celebrating 45 years of Louisville-style pizza carryout, delivery, or dine-in. 14 area locations here in Metro Louisville and Southern Indiana. Yeah, it's that good. It's Bear Nose Pizza. And once you are done eating the pizza, brush your teeth and find out uh, all the good things that they're offering over at Delta Dental of Kentucky, ky.deltadental.com. <laughs> if you need to check out uh, the, their network around here as well, you can absolutely do that. They do offer a nationwide network of dentists, and they offer vision plans through VSP, through Delta Vision. Check all of it out at deltadentalky.com. And Dan, it is time. Man, you covered it all. There you go. Um, let's job. go ahead and play the picks without Pat, even though there's no football. And um, so this will be even like even worse, that there's no Pat, there's no football, there's no nothing. So hit it. On Fridays, we talk football. Oh, football Friday. And some might even call us experts. Let's go pee! <laughs> so let's do the damn thing. Let's go! Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. We're let's do, do it, brother. Check. Here's Picks with Pat, presented by Chef's Cut Pizza. Did you do the right thing and have Pat on last week to talk Daytona 500? No. Got it. No. You have a you have a guy who works at NASCAR. Yeah. And and you and, and Avery didn't we set it up, it. huh? Avery didn't we, set it up, huh? No. We there blew you go. It. We blew it. I mean, the production level of this show is just. I mean. Oh, when you're gone, I mean, we're <laughs> flying. We're flying by the seat of our pants. I assume there's no. You know what? I I tuned in for a little bit after. Um, after one of the Kentucky games, and you were doing what you thought was the right thing, and it was the wrong thing, which was Uh-oh. Uh-oh. you just de- you decided, hey, Louis's gone. Louis usually introduces, hey, this is what happened in the game, Dan. What do you think, right? And you thought, you know, Louis's gone. I have to sit in for Louis. Hey, here's what happened in the game, Mike. What do you think? And all I could think was, no one right now has tuned in to hear Mike Gandolfo talk instead of Danisol. <laughs> In the same way that no one tunes in after games to listen to me first, right? I mean, I can certainly re- respond to you, but, you know, it's, it's no. Let's get Dan's response to these things. Uh, reminder to all those games that we're going to talk about are on our air here. Villanova, Creighton, Baylor, Texas, Indiana, Purdue, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. All of them are on our family of stations. Most of them on 680. But the Indiana-Purdue game, uh, for lots of different reasons, is going to be over on 93.9. Uh, and so make sure you check all those out. If you're driving around this weekend, we'll have you covered. Look, Dan, as we get into the very nitty-gritty of the schedule here, we're in the last couple of games, um, so let's go ahead and pick uh, UK versus Auburn. Okay, I'll go ahead and put out there a seven-point spread. Okay. Okay. Uh, seven-point spread, I will take – I'll take Kentucky. Okay. I just I, – I think that they're uh, – So a similar similar score to what happened at Florida, like a, like an eight-point kind of game? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Uh, I, I don't – uh, I don't see them because they never do. I don't see them winning by double digits. But right. I think I think seven is. Uh, I'll 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 give the I'll give the seven points. Uh, I think they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, I think that um, Livingston obviously is playing the best basketball of of his UK career, uh, and Toppin isn't far behind. I think they've figured out how they want uh, Oscar to play defensively. And sooner or later, Wallace has to start making a few jump shots. I, we haven't heard if uh, anybody's going to be back off the injury list, have we? I have not gotten that memo, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Kentucky and give the seven. Okay, I, I will take Auburn if it's seven, 
Uh, I think Kentucky wins, but I think it's like 70 to 65, something like that. All right. Okay. Uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech. So um, you're just you're just making up these numbers. I am making them up. Okay. Hey, it's picks without Pat. We're having fun. Um, we'll do these real quick, and then we'll get into the horse racing. Um, Louisville, do they keep it within single digits? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. And how close it's, do you think the, the game is? Uh, I, I think, again, I think that's probably an eight- or nine-point game, something like that. Okay. I, I, think, I think Louisville has a little shot. I'd give them a bigger shot than the matchup predictor does to win the game. More likely uh, winner on Saturday, Auburn or Louisville? Louisville. Okay. Okay. Louisville. I like that. Yeah, if it's double digits, I'm I'm picking the Cardinals. Okay. Um I uh yeah, I agree with you. I think they I think the game is within eight points uh at the end of the day. So um I I will agree with you on that one. And then who do you think wins the IU Purdue game? And I'll give you uh, a similar spread to uh, you know, let's say seven points there. Yeah, I'm going Purdue. I agree. because uh, Indiana beat Purdue, did they not? In they did. Bloomington. Yep. Yeah. In a so this room. is yep. uh this is a big rivalry anyway, but uh, the, a little revenge game for Purdue. And, and Purdue hasn't been on the greatest uh, path here lately either. So it's time for them to st- stand up. I'll, I'll take the Boilermakers. Just a tough stretch for Indiana at Michigan, at Northwestern Illinois, at home at Michigan State. Just a tough you know, set of games, and this is the fifth game in that set. Uh, I'm with you. I think TJD is starting to look a little bit tired. They're, yeah. they're having to play him a lot, a lot. Well, that's a good point. I, I think I said after the Michigan State game, he didn't – I mean, he had a nice stat line, obviously. He's, had, he's really been on a roll. But he didn't look uh, the same uh, the same Jackson Davis to me. I mean, he wasn't dunking the ball like he was – like he usually did around the rim. Uh, he turned the ball over. I mean, how, what do you have, six or seven turnovers? So uh, maybe it is fatigue. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that that wasn't uh, – Michigan State wasn't the way he's been playing lately. He is averaging 36 minutes a game on the road this season, Trace Jackson mm. Davis. So, um, I mean, they're, they're going to need all those minutes, frankly, if they're going to beat uh, Purdue on the road there for sure. So, all right, well, let's get to uh, let's get to the horse racing, Dan. Okay. Um, and uh, to Oakland Park. I trust you have the uh, past performances that you paid for yourself. Let's go straight to race six, or race seven, excuse me, the carousel stakes. Um, this is for Phillies and Mares four and up. We're going six furlongs on that uh, very short uh, shoot that they have at Oakland Park. Uh, $150,000 listed stakes here. I have a long shot in this run, Dan. Well, I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Ugiri is the obvious. If you wanted to go class, you would use Ugiri here in the Brisset barn with, uh, with, uh, Ricardo Santana, but um, I have a longer shot here. Dan, where did you land? Well, I this is a real. These are the kinds of races to me that are really fun to handicap mm. because the two favorites, Uguri and Proud Birdie. Uguri's two to one on the morning line. Proud Birdie's five to two on the morning line. Yeah. Neither horse has ever won when they weren't on the lead after the first quarter mile. Mm, got it. Uh, and so, uh, and and there's other speed in here too. There are other horses in here that look like they have to or want to be on the lead. I I went I went with a horse on the outside. I, it's not a long shot. It's third choice on the morning line, uh, Samurai Charm. Uh, but it looks like to me this horse is going to get the perfect trip. Just uh, coming out of the eleven hole, 
can sit right off of that pace uh, has has closed from you know a couple of lengths off the lead before uh, and so uh, I'm going to go with Samurai Charm the 11 horse I'm going to the opposite end of the draw I'm going with the one hazy command one for one lifetime in the wet go muddy go at, at Oakland came back one over the dry go uh, last time two for two at Oakland last two times out under Rafa Bejarano keeps them out here for Tom Amos I the move to the Amos Barn has been a good one. Horse loves Oakland Park. Ten to one is a ridiculous number on that horse. Uh, daughter of Mastery, which obviously is the Candy Ride uh, line. There, that horse uh, breeds all kinds of different horses, whether they be dirt sprinters or turf milers, whatever it might be. Um, so I'll take Hazy Command on the inside, having won both at the allowance level, the high level, optional claiming level, the last two times out. Buck ten and change uh, last time out. I think what you described is absolutely going to happen, Dan, where those two horses get out front and they are going real real hard at each other 22 and 4 something like that early on i think it falls apart and i think for a balanced runner like hazy command it sets up perfectly for that horse uh to come by and swoop in and get the win and i'm guessing you get i'm guessing you get all that 10 to 1 yeah i think 8 9 to 1 is a realistic number at the at the the gate so that that's my upset of the day the one in the carousel uh hazy command uh that's race seven at oakland but uh i'm I think the Honeybee, which is race 10, mile and a 16th, this is a 50-point race for the Oaks, um, $300,000, obviously, for three-year-old fillies. Uh, going two turns there at Oaklawn. I, I think that while there's quality at the top of this race, Dan, I think there's, um, a, it, for a longer ticket, in other words, if people are listening, a pick three, pick four, pick five is a longer ticket. Um, I think you have to use a couple of horses here. Do you agree with me? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and I know you really liked wet paint. Uh, in the Martha Washington. Well, if it if it rained and it did, and it's and, going to rain yeah. again, so I I'm I have wet paint on top. I'll be very honest. Okay, time. all right. I I'm not convinced that the Martian, um, <laughs> the Martha Washington, not Martha the Martian Washington, the Martian, was, the Martian was, Washington, <laughs> was the toughest was the toughest race that has ever been run. Oh, I agree. At at, at Oak Lawn. And uh, so I, I'm going to go uh, with a horse that has a, uh, has a big mud number. I'm going to go with Rosario again. I'm going to go with Grand Love, uh, the, the three horse, who is uh, three to one on the morning line. Okay. Uh, that horse, of course, ran in the, uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies on the Friday at Keeneland. You and I were there, ran six behind Wonder Wheel. Uh, and Leave No Trace and all Raging Sea and all those horses. Um, you know, I, I included her. I, I, that's one of those horses that comes off the layoff and you kind of just don't know as much and at 18% off those layoffs. Um, obviously, Rosario in town to ride this horse did um, did run pretty well um, in the Pocahontas uh, before tiring her first time routing and then came back in that uh, British Cup Juvenile Phillies and was just outclassed. And so, you know, if she likes the track there, she's been training at Fairgrounds. If she comes up to Oakland and likes the track, it can make a lot of sense. I think the two toe head yeah. in this race is a really interesting Absolutely. one because yeah. she did like the track last time she was there, ran the exact course that we're talking about, the mile and a 16th, going the two turns there as well. Under Castillo, who keeps the mount, he's, he's hitting the board at a really high clip, 16% last year, 11% this meet, uh, with not great mounts at Oakland. So he's having a nice little... Uh, uh, little meet there. He and Mike Maker are three of their last eight together, all at Oakland Park, and that's kind of an interesting stat to me. They seem to have found something. I'll tell you the one very long shot in this one for me is the one effortlessly elegant, and she's in the one hole coming out of a maiden win at six furlongs in the mud at Oakland. And I, the reason I like this horse is I think Norm Cassie 
is on the precipice of taking what Dale Romans used to be and making it his career. I think he's mm. going to be an excellent developer of two-year-olds turning into three-year-olds. Mm. Horse breaks are made, uh, like I mentioned, at the end of January, so she's got the month. This is second off the layoff, which he hits at 22%. He goes sprint around at 22% as well. So I think that this is the kind of horse that he ends up uh, doing really well with. He's 23% on dirt, 23% if they won their last start. He and Ricardo Santana Jr. are eight of their last 12. Wow. <laughs> At Oak Lawn Park as well. Wow. 20 to 1 on a horse that's stretching out. It's a Liam's map. Uncle Mo on the bottom. I mean, this horse at 20 to 1 to me is a very intriguing number. I don't know that she wins, but I think she's part of the equation at the end. Um, I've got a texter that texts in and always asks if we're going to do horse racing stuff, so I wanted to mention them. Uh, number ends in 32. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's got Olivia Twist in this, game, in this race, the 11. Under Fitcher, kind of threw in a clunker last time in the Martha Washington, but did win the trapeze uh, before that. We talked about that horse last time, Dan, because that horse went off as uh, a near favorite in the Martha Washington. Yes, yes. But ran without Lasix for the first time. Gets to drop back to 119 pounds here. So for that texter, uh, the 11, Olivia Twist. Dan and I, uh, to to full out uh, to fill out my card there, I went 7, 8, 2, and 3 in the, um, in the Honeybee. But I do think the one... Well, but, could be a problem you know, and hit hit the board at least. They they paid four hundred seventy five thousand dollars for this filly. Yeah, for so Philly. She, she yeah. must have. She must be a grand looking thing. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it. Uh, Norm Cassie to start the Oaklawn meet ten for nineteen. Yeah, fifty three percent. That guy could train, dude. I'm telling you, he's coming. Do you that know who app? he's? I'm going to make you jealous. Do you know who who he's married to? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. The best looking and the best handicapper. She's both uh, on TVG. Yeah, she's both. Gabby, goddamn, little Gabby, little Gabby on yep. a Friday. How about that? Yep. All right, so let's get to the star of the show here: the Rebel Million Bucks, three-year-old uh, open company here. Uh, Fifty points for the for the Derby. Uh, this is not necessarily winning in, but uh, has the points system has gone forty and up usually gets you in, and so this is likely a winning in if you're healthy. Go to mile on the sixteenth. Of course, it is the dirt track only. At Oaklawn, verifying his back, um, he uh, ran in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile, ran sixth, and, and not a very good race, frankly, um, and was expected to do a little bit better than that. Um, before that, of course, ran in the Champagne in the slop at Aqueduct, broke his maiden at Saratoga, going six furlongs, came back and ran a really good mile at Oaklawn and won by a thousand lengths last time out. He's the favorite at two to one, out of the Brad Cox Bar and Florent Giroux aboard there, the first of the Baffert shippers to or- uh, to Arkansas. Under a different barn is in this race, Dan, the six reincarnate. I was talking with sales extraordinaire John Salzman about this, and he and I came to the same conclusion, which is last year, people have to remember when the Derby Trail was going on, Baffert had to actually disband and not he was not allowed at tracks in California. This year he's right, he, right. this he year had to close he, his barn down, they right. had to move the horses to other train to other barns. This year they have to qualify under different trainers, but he's at the track. Do you think that makes a difference? Because John and I came to the same conclusion that, yes, it does. Yes. Okay. Yes. Will you use I, reincarnate as part of your ticket? Yes. I will as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's, um, you know, v- verifying the one, the morning line favorite, uh, is a half-brother to Midnight Bizu. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and they gave $775,000 for it. Big boy it. sale, yeah. So, yeah, son of, son of Justify. Well, those Justifies look really good. Yep. They look yep. really good. And, and so... Uh, 
you have to use him. One one horse I am not using on my ticket is the second is Brad's other horse. Uh, that is giant uh, mischief. Mi- yeah, you and I use- totally agree on this. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. No, wow. I'm, I'm not using him at all. He broke. You didn't listen maiden. to the podcast last night. No. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. No, I was busy. Um, <laughs> they uh, they they started him at Indiana. Yep. And you know the the purses for maidens at Indiana are about a third of what they are at Churchill. So if you thought a great deal about this horse. Why would you start him at Indiana instead of Churchill? The second race he won, and he beat me out of a ticket at, uh, uh, that was on, uh, it was either the Friday or the Saturday of Breeders' Cup. Must have been the Friday of Breeders' Cup. Oh, Arabian Lion, yeah. Yeah, and he beat Arabian Lion. Well, Arabian Lion has come back and done absolutely nothing. And then at uh, at four to five in the springboard mile at uh, Remington, I know he had a tough trip. But still, I mean, he he ought to win that race. So I'm I'm throwing him out. I'm using well, one verify. I'm using both of Asmussen's Gunrunner horses: the three Red Route One, cool. the four Gun Pilot, and the six Reincarnate. Nice. Um, I'm tossing Giant Mischief too. The only flaw about your Indiana argument is: Do you know uh, who who won last week for Brad Cox down in Louisiana? Uh, yeah. Angel of Empire. Do you know where his two previous wins were? Uh, I'm going to guess Indiana. At the shoe, Horseshoe Indianapolis. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that is more of just people who can afford Brad Cox can also afford to not get huge purse money and spread the horses out and just get them into well, see, get them into races. See, I, I, I'm taking this personally because I had a filly with Brad a couple of years ago, <laughs> and Brad said, this thing ain't winning at Churchill. Let's take a shot at Indiana. Oh, okay. So. okay. Fair enough. Um, but I do think, and you know... she didn't win at Indiana either. <laughs> right. But I think we've seen some horses, you know, and it's, it's just kind of the changing dynamic. And of course, with purses in Kentucky, it's different but you know coming out of ellis park where she dares the devil and that kind of stuff and and you know there are exceptions to this is what i'm getting at um angel of empire certainly on that list having won uh, a maiden and then an allowance at indiana before winning down there at in the risen star um I, i'm going to use reincarnate on top um i think that that sham was not um was not a sham I don't know. Is that <laughs> is that what i should say avery i don't know um i think he's absolutely legitimate i think that this is a if you look at the workout pattern, this is one, and, and I try to tell people on the Derby Trail, watch the Baffert workouts. If he trains a horse five furlongs, then six furlongs, and then five furlongs, that's a horse that he really likes. He likes to do those longer trains with his best horses. This horse, last three workouts, five furlongs, six furlongs, five furlongs. All of them very good. And so, uh, to me, this is a this is a very serious first horse here this is a starlight by the way of our, our guys um locally here um and a good magic dan chance for yeah. good magic to have one that uh that jumps up on the and that made yeah. me feel very old because good magic was in the first trifecta i ever gave out doing derby radio how about that wow Maybe. good for you yeah. hey, and speaking of baffert early tomorrow morning the saudi cup richest race richest horse race in the world give me the six dollars. give me the six japanese horses in that one 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're smart. They, they know where the money is. Yes, so they do. Uh, uh, $12 million to the winner. And Baffert has two in there, Country Grammar and Cabot. Yeah, I, of the Americans, I like I like Country Grammar a lot. He seems to like that course. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Uh, ridden by uh, DeTore. All right. Well, that's the end of our show for this week. We'll be back again Monday uh, to talk about uh, the horse racing and the basketball games. And uh, we hope that you are, too. This has been Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7. Have a great weekend, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.